Hi, this is Joe Hash here with another episode of the Level Up Your Gym podcast. Today, it is my honor to be joined by Preston Bear. I've gotten to know Preston over the last eight months of using his company, Bear Performance Nutrition, for our supplements at our facility. And I went through a bunch of different companies to find one that fits. And we'll talk a little bit about supplements and movement product at the end. But because I've watched BPN's growth over the last well, even before I started ordering, maybe the last year, I've been very impressed with it. And, and Preston is the COO. And so he has some knowledge on the systems. He has some very big knowledge on business growth because it's been so awesome to see. And so he'll share some tips with us. And then I'll share some tips on supplements. So we're gonna have a full episode today. Preston, wake, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been cool to see kind of just at the forefront of, uh, you know, a company that was down of basically our parents' uh, attic for the first four years and then to where it is today where it's a 20 million plus business. Um, it's just been wild to see kind of the whole growth because we actually started back in 2012, early 2012. For the first four years, there was really no growth or anything. We might've got you know an order per week um, and just shipped out, literally just had our dad ship out the orders and uh, we could go on vacation and everything when, when everything was going on. And then, you know, fast forward to 2016, Nick, our owner, started his YouTube channel. And that's when we kind of started getting some traction. So it wasn't until 2016 until we actually started seeing a little bit more traction in our first month where we might have been doing, you know, four to five orders a day. So, I mean, it's, I could talk about this for hours, just the whole growth and everything. Um, but really, I think the whole thing was just, being consistent without the whole, with the whole process, um, you know, it took, it takes so long to get a business off the ground, as you probably know too. Um, and then it just builds momentum, builds momentum to where we are today. Um, currently doing about 800 orders per day. We have now 16 employees. And just looking at the past year, um, one year ago, we had three employees around this time. So it's, it's just been scaling at this point and hitting those those growth paths and just doing our best to kind of, you know, not just react to the growth, but sort of forecast the growth now too. And uh, just tons of, tons of ways we've been going about that. And especially it's just led overall by our owner, Nick, who's just incredible. My brother, who's just an incredible creative mind um, and really leads that forefront for us. I have three brothers and I know it's yeah. tough to give brothers compliments. So credit to yeah. you for sucking yeah, it no, up on he, the podcast. It's crazy because I've seen that creative side though since we were little kids. You know, he's three years older than me, but I would see him at like five, six years old. He'd be building like go karts, like half pipe, half pipes, all this stuff when he was this, you know, a young kid. You could just tell he had this creative mind and it was always going from one thing to the next at a super early age. So I kind of, you know, me personally, I'm more of the sort of conservative one. I am more of like the business, obviously the business operations person. So I like to have my checks and balances, you know, manage the warehouse, manage the purchasing, sort of do more of the operations where he is just the total creative mind, um, very, you know, very high risk and likes to take chances, um, even though they're calculated chances, but it's just two completely different sort of personalities. Whereas, like I said, I'm more of the conservative one and he's just totally opposite where he's just, 
just super creative and very high risk. So it's good to have that though sometimes I think because you know he likes doing that very high risk stuff or sometimes I'm that other person on his shoulder saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that and holding off on it. So I think you have to have a little bit of push and pull with both of those areas. You mentioned about eight things that I want to talk about already. Yeah. So the last one is just an important one. I don't think I've mentioned on any podcast where it's a classic in the book traction, they call it visionary and integrator. You want to hire for your weaknesses. You don't want to hire or work with someone who's the exact same as you. You need that push and pull, like you mentioned, Preston, mm -hmm. where you have that person that's the creative mind and then the person that is the integrator that, that takes those, that vision and makes them practical. And that's really how a lot of gyms grow. You have someone that's great at like the sets and reps and someone that's great at the creative side of thinking about new pro programs and way to integrate it to members and relate to them in an authentic way. And I think that's part of what attracted me to your brand is the authenticity of you are in a warehouse, but you're also in a gym because that's part of your company culture, which we'll talk about in a second. Cause again, you gave me eight things to talk about yeah. already. Uh, but the other one that I wanted to just circle back to is we kind of went over it fast. You went from your parents' attic to was were your parents in Pennsylvania? You you moved to Austin and then you opened up, or was it you originally founded in Austin? How did those yep. so, first couple of years go? Yeah, we're from Pennsylvania and we were we were just operating out of Pennsylvania. But this is while Nick was in the military in uh, he was in Texas at the time, located in Fort Hood, and that's kind of around when we were gaining traction. It was when he was sort of getting to the end of his his military term. And when we started getting traction, he came up with this plan where I was going to move down and work with him and I would move the company down there. So basically what we did, got in the, me and my mom got in the U-Haul van, moved the, uh, the inventory into just one of those U-Haul vans down there. So everything fit in there and moved into his 1300 square foot house while he was actually still uh, finishing a deployment in Korea. So I moved into his house, took care of it. I was still just shipping orders out of there. And then when he got back home about a month later, he got out of the military and we just teamed up at that point and just tried to keep building momentum. And we actually tried to get, you know, when he got back from Korea and got out of the army, we tried to get into the gym business. That was our, our main thing. We wanted to open a gym and then keep doing the supplements on the side. And the gym part for us did not go very well, but we were lucky in the sense that the supplements picked up at the same time, even more and more. So eventually we were able to close the gym down and uh, just focus on the supplements. But that's another thing I can probably talk to you about and get more tips from you because with us, we, I don't think we positioned ourselves well with the gym aspect of it. Um, just because we weren't getting a ton of members in, we probably picked a space that was too high in rent. So obviously at that time, it was very stressful for us. And uh, just looking back on it, you know, just from a cash flow standpoint, it was very stressful. But luckily, the supplements really picked up at that time, too. So we were able to get out of that. But, you know, I, I can definitely relate to a lot of other businesses when they're going through hard times. And uh, just looking back at that, it's like, when you don't have much money in the bank, and then you know, the rents due the next month, it's like, whenever times get hard now, for what they seem hard, it's like, I always look back at that point and be like, it can't even get close to how hard it was then, you know, four years ago when we were on the brink of losing the gym and everything, but then the supplements picked up and uh, that's kind of what happened. I mean, yeah, we, the plan was to build the gym, but the supplements picked up at the, the right time. So just 
build our momentum off of that. And now you can see we have a gym still, but it's really just for employees. Yeah, I did want so. to mention that as well as the, the company culture you guys have. And I guess to lead into that, the amount of effort that it put in, you mentioned it originally to, to gain traction. And like a lot of the gym owners on this call, they put a ton of content creation in to get the traction that, that Preston mentioned around 2016, uh, Instagram, YouTube, um, their email series. Like it, I, on a previous episode, I was just interviewing um, Chris over at criticalbench.com on how they built their YouTube channel. He says it takes about two years of posting videos almost all the time yeah. till you get that traction. And when it comes, it's great because on YouTube, it doesn't disappear like it does on a Facebook or Instagram where it gets buried in the feed. But it takes a lot of that effort up front. You're not going to post one YouTube video and then gain a following. And you guys put in the work to get where you're at and create this culture of success in your business, at least what it looks like from the outside. And you have the gym there. Is, is that for your employee employee use to, to build that, that culture of fitness? Yeah, it's, we, we were even saying this yesterday, we had the whole gym in here, all the employees working out after work, like people see it on videos and stuff and they may not think it's real, but it's like the culture in here is so good after work where everyone's just working out, we're blaring music. It's, it's just something like you can't beat at all. So that's one thing we'll always have. And if we ever outgrow this space, we want to build like a 10,000 uh, square foot gym just for the employees, just because we know how important it is for everyone. And then the marketing purposes with it too, we can shoot videos and everything. But like you mentioned, I mean, content is just so big now. And uh, that's why we're trying to build our media team a ton. And that's who, who has really crushed it this year. And I think has contributed to so much of the growth because our, our content and our media team and the people we're hiring are just so good and so good at leadership. Um, they're just constantly putting out just, um, really good creative videos and then building a good team behind that because that's what I've really noticed with, you know, especially supplement brands now is that the ones that are kind of dying off aren't posting any content. Um, they're not, you know, trying new things and everything. And I think that's where we're going to see a lot of our growth and continuing growth is especially in the media department, which they've added four or five people now. And that's just in the last year. So I know they want to keep building it. We were just talking about this yesterday, their media department. They, my brother wants to take it to probably up to 10 people by next year. So, and like you said too, I mean, that's huge with the ads, then Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, just constantly getting new content out there. Is there a formula you use to decide on what to put out there? Because it's not just talking about products. It's very rarely, or if it is, it's integrated in a longer video. Mm -hmm. how do you guys decide what content to put out? So Nick, again, is kind of the leader of that. So that's where his expertise is. Um, a lot of times you'll see owners of businesses where they'll still work in certain departments and that's obviously where he's going to stay in is marketing and creative. So I think something with him, he's just, again, has a different mind totally than me that I can't relate to, but I can just see where he's always thinking forward and kind of knows what's going to work and what's not gonna and uh, if he's not happy with something, he's just going to say, hey, we're going to scrap it and we're not going to use this or anything like that. So him and then the people he hired under him, again, just have super creative minds. Um, they're never going to put anything out there that's they don't think is going to work. And then a lot of times they'll take that content and then put it into, you know, the Facebook ads, 
um, YouTube ads and just, especially Instagram. You know, one thing I've noticed is they've really grown our Instagram and kept that pl platform super clean this year. Um, so I think just him as the leader in the marketing department is really what kind of sets us apart. Um, I always kind of say, you know, it's him, he's him and those guys are the ones that are giving us the growth and we're doing the job of just staying consistent, you know, getting those orders in and out and uh, keeping control of the inventory. But I think that's just one thing that sets apart, not just supplement companies, but so many industries now is just their, their content they're putting out and the, the media behind it. That brings up a good point. I used to have a, a mentor who was a, a baseball scout for the pros. Mm -hmm. And he said a lot of it is you do a couple things really well. And then the rest of the things you do so you don't get yourself cut. Like you talk in your jersey, yeah. like everyone's going to be pretty similar. Margins are be pretty similar. I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I personally think your product tastes better, but there's going to be some similarities there. But if there's one or two things where you can make your company special on and stand out while not getting cut for, for screwing up customer service or anything like that, um, it checks the box and helps your company grow. And I've definitely seen that with, with BPN. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, I'm, a lot of companies are going to be able to put out similar products. Um, pretty much every company has access to the same ingredients, a lot of the same manufacturers. Now we work with a manufacturer that has a little bit higher minimum. So they may not work with brand new brands or anything like that. But again, people have the access to the same manufacturers, same ingredients. It's what kind of sets you apart. Now I think we do formulate really good products and whey protein, but it's really what sets us apart is just the organization, the culture, and just the brand behind those products. Um, just because it's another industry too, where there's so many players that are trying to come in and uh, there's not a lot, a lot of people that sustain it, but it's crazy because you see new brands popping up every day. Um, but it's just getting that sustainability. A lot of parallels with the gym industry where we as trainers like to think it's about the sets and reps. But if you ask your members, why do they come? It's about the community and the experience and the extra value because they're not set and rep specialists. They're not protein formula specialists. They enjoy being part of that community and and seeing all the content and the value and being along for the journey and the ride and be part of a story and just not a cold hard, let's order some products or let's show up at a gym, do some sets and reps written on a whiteboard. Uh, because there are tons of competitors in both industries and you have to do your things like that to set yourself out uh, apart. And I think you guys to circle back to the culture side of it, because I have had some questions from our inner circle members on company culture. And this is something I screwed up and I didn't remember I screwed it up till you just mentioned it and made me feel bad about myself. But when we went from uh, one location to two locations and shortly to three locations, we found ourselves not working out together as much. And the company culture started to dive where we were almost just independent trainers. And what we did is we integrated after work, uh, no, it was a lunchtime workout session where the, the trainers from each facility would meet at one. And then we let one of the trainers lead the session. So they got highlighted and it wasn't awesome. just me preaching to them. And it had to come back together that way um, or else we, our company would have fallen apart if we didn't take care of what, you know, we didn't, we didn't dance with the girl that brought us, which was the fitness. And we just left that beside and I, I screwed that up. So I want to make sure I highlight that for the listeners. Oh yeah, that's, that's huge. And I'm sure that gets harder when you have multiple locations. I mean, you see it with restaurants and gyms. I'm sure that it's, it's hard to probably just be in separate places and having that same culture, but you, you guys have three locations now, right? You yep. said? Okay. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, that, that's a, definitely an interesting point because it's so much easier. Uh, 
I think just having one central warehouse for us, um, being able to keep, stay on the same page at all times. And I think that's why we actually like to have people come to work too, rather than uh, telecommute. Because people are, you know, that's one big thing that people keep bringing up is the telecommuting. And that's always going to be the future and everything for, for business and work now. But I think there's something about physically coming to work each day and seeing people. It's so important. And that's one thing we never want to uh, get away from where people are working from home. So we love having people uh, be at the physical location and just being there every day, building a culture. I think that's just the biggest thing for building a culture, like you said. I like that you've defined what makes you successful. And there's a podcast episode. Again, I'm recording them all in a row, so I'm not sure where it comes out with J.L. Holdsworth. Uh, used to be University of Kentucky strength coach and has a couple 20,000 square foot gyms up in Columbus now. Where he just The whole premise of the podcast is culture wins. Like There are oh, yeah. people who are better at telecommuting, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people, but they're not right, right fit for you. So you have to make that decision and get people involved in the company that understand and want that culture. And it'll be just so strong. And, I, and that comes through in the content you guys put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, one thing we've even said, it's like in the beginning when it was only three or four employees, we would go out to eat once a week. And you know, one of our employees said, you know, we're not going to be, are we going to be doing this when we have 30, 40 employees? And my brother said, we're going to still be doing it once a week when we have, even if it's a hundred employees, we're all going to be going out to eat because it's totally worth it. It's like, the experience, we all get to bond together. You know, even though it's an expense, it's still totally worth it and it makes everyone feel special, I think. So just doing things, even though it doesn't sound like a lot, something like that, it just builds, builds everyone together and just builds a community. Um, and we just, I don't know, I think for someone to work here, they just really have to get along and just be someone that contributes. That's another thing too nowadays that you got to find people I think that are definitely team players and there's nothing wrong with if someone's not a team player because there's a lot of people on social media now and stuff that want to do their own thing. Um, but I think for us, we have to find people that really want to be put the team first. And uh, I've even seen this, you know, when I did YouTube and stuff like that, because I used to actually do some videos and things like that. Oh, you stopped a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped just because things got so busy and I knew that I had to kind of choose one or the other. Smart. to uh to take precedent so i i went ahead and just kind of you know join more of the team teamwork um because you're just so much more powerful as an organization when everyone's working together and not doing their own thing so that's one thing i, I have noticed you know just seeing the growth of a, of a company where you know teamwork is just the biggest thing oh, that's great and there's a Someone that helped us with our marketing, a guy named Mark Freed out of Orlando with a company called Think Creative. He was on the TV show Hotel Impossible. I used to watch it a lot to learn about oh, the yeah. hospitality industry because it's so good to like learn from the hospitality okay. industry. And we have some experts on the show just on, they're like, yeah, we just do simple things. Like remember if our, our patrons are left-handed or right-handed and serve the plate on the left-hand side, I'm like that's not simple. Like how the, yeah. how the world do you remember that stuff? But Mark always says your company needs traditions to hold, hold yep. the company together. Like, you know, some companies that are gym companies have like a sunset run. As soon as the sun comes up, they run like a quarter mile together and they just do like these traditions, like your dinner, like your workouts yep. that, that help keep the teamwork because teamwork just doesn't happen. We just, because we're former athletes, we almost assume that people will just come in and they're like us. And that's not necessarily true. You have to, to support and guide them as a company. And I think you guys are doing a great job with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think it's just good to, to make everyone feel important too. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing too. It's like, 
I've worked at other places where, you know, everyone just goes, no one really talks at all. Um, and then everyone just goes home and does their own thing, which is, it can be fine, but you, you don't feel like you're, you're kind of, you felt like you're independent and kind of almost going against other people at your work where it didn't feel like everyone was a team. Um, and yeah, it's just building a culture. Like you said, it's just the biggest thing. Um, and especially if we want to go from, you know, 20 million to 50 million or wherever the next step is, it's like, that's really when you have to find the right people, because if one, you get one bad person, you know, they can ruin a lot of other people. So that's one thing we really try to do when we, we look for new hires. It's, it's not necessarily that we ever look for anyone with a college degree or anything, which I have a college degree and my brother does. Um, but it's just looking for someone who's going to be the right, ex uh, right fit and the right experience. It's the biggest thing for us. I think there's so many tips in there. Usually we try to do three an episode, but there's a lot more. Yeah. Let me see if I can summarize them before we talk about the supplements. We talked about having perspective on tough times. You mentioned that you know, we, we were pinched between the gym business and the supplement business and mm -hmm. bills were tough to, tough to get to. And now it makes problems seem so much smaller. And I did my Instagram creeping before I saw you recently engaged and yep. oh, thank you. congrats and Appreciate having a family does that too like like right now we were shut down for almost seven months here in new york and you know at least my family's healthy like there could be worse situations and as you grow you get more perspective on that when you're a young entrepreneur everything seems like it's the end of the world well you know it'll work out one way or the other so you just keep riding that wave so that was a great tip you talked about starting small then growing with your with your capacity making it affordable. You fit, I, I can see in the background for those watching on YouTube, all the stuff they have does not fit in the back of a U-Haul anymore. But at one point it did. And growing within their capacity to, to, to running it out of a house to like get a warehouse and growing it up from there. And those are the basic tips. But the big one I think is the culture and they have a culture of teamwork. You can define your culture however you want. There are some, uh, we'll say Soul Cycle, who doesn't have the culture of teamwork. They do the independent um, trainers are like the, the stars of the show and that works for them. So whatever your culture is, you should listen to the JL Holdworth podcast on the level up your gym for anyone listening who defines how to figure this stuff out, but you need to define it for yourself and make sure it's in alignment and you stick and hire and you fire and you lead by your company culture and you have those traditions like your workouts and your meals together. And those are two great examples for the gym industry. Uh, People in the gym industry like to work out and they like to eat. So oh, you yeah. can take those, take those examples. And uh, I think you packed a ton of value in growing from an addict company to a $20 million supplement company. Looking back on it, do you ever think you would have got this far? No, and still have yeah, so much growth potential. Such a good question. It's like, no, I would never thought like, it's still crazy to come in here sometimes because it's like three years ago, I was out of Nick's old, you know, little house, just still shipping orders. And now it's like you come and you see this huge building and it's like, what the heck? Like sometimes it's like, it takes you back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one thing I, I could, could barely believe. Cause I remember even three years ago, I asked one of, I think someone in my family, I was like, do you think we could actually make it to a million one day, like per year? And it's like, they're like, I think, you know, I think you could. And now it's like doing 20 million and it's like, holy crap. Like you would never think that it would get there, but it's, it's really just about, keeping the momentum going and it's like, I wouldn't want to trade this in or even have the company sold for anything. Cause it's just like, you get to enjoy what you do. And it's like, I, if I wasn't doing this, I don't know what I would do from day to day. So it's just enjoying the times with these people. And that's what it's all about. I think. 
That's a beautiful ride and story. And I appreciate you sharing with that. I want to talk supplements a couple for a couple minutes and those listening is not sponsored by BPN at all. I just happened to buy their products. They've sent me nothing free. They probably charge me more because I'm a pain in Preston's butt <laughs> with changing my order all the time. No, no. You're, <laughs> he sells the most whey protein. It's super impressive what you guys do. So, I mean, it's, it's insane seeing a, a brick and mortar location being able to move that much volume. So, kudos and, to and, you guys. And most of it goes to uh, individual people. Is that your largest or supplement store? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Cause we we're mainly direct to consumer, but we do, I've told you, I think before we do work with gyms and some, uh, some mom and pop supplement stores. Um, but definitely you guys are who moves the most product for sure. Um, especially on a consistent basis. So it's, it's cool seeing that. Well, I appreciate that. We were actually sitting on the last order because we were closed for seven months and we still, still had to move some. <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. For the gym owners on the call, I'm going to share some tips. And I do recommend the BPN ones. I've been through a few others and they were just missing a couple of factors for me, whether it was the ease of shipping, whether it was any sort of company story. One of our members buys it, likes it, bought Nick's book likes that. And he, you guys are like superstars. My buddy, Eric, shout That's out to cool. Eric, who's watching, who's, um, a gentleman who just got into running. He tried, him and I ran a marathon together last year, and he's just a guy who's out there trying to grind away and overcome a lot of challenges. And your content has actually helped him. So he mentions this a lot. The story helps connect it. Um, I don't like to carry a lot of supplements at the gym because I'm not a supplement salesperson, so I'm not, I don't really carry like pre-workout or uh, tons of pills and stuff like that. I just want simple things that members always ask for me. So ask from me. So that's why I really liked the whey protein uh, for the taste, the whey and casein protein mix um, for the taste. It's really probably the best price I could find too, but we use it two different ways for our members. And this is for the gym owners listening. Number one way is we do pre-orders before we ever order them because we want to sell our stock right away. We don't want a lot sitting around. And the second thing is you have to think about things like this, whether it's protein or t-shirts or anything else, that they're not necessarily for revenue generators. Your revenue generator is your memberships and anything you can do to increase the length of stay of your members will increase your revenue. So you can use these as like a giveaway for your members. You can have challenges. Um, you can do, uh, you can integrate it. Sometimes we'll do like a 30 day member challenge for $30, just members adding on, we'll give them a protein and we'll give them nutrition tips for the month. And so they're getting, we're using it as a retention tool we sell it at, we make a few dollars on it. We actually, you know, I don't want to say we sell it at break even because we do make a few dollars on it every time we sell it. Um, but I would push the gym owners to think more creatively on how they, they sell it and just don't say, well, where's the product I can mark up 50%. Does that make I sense? I love that Chris? you say that. Yeah. Cause whey protein is one of those things that's a commodity where right. you're not making really margin on it or anything. It's really just one of those items that a lot of people use it. You move a lot of volume and it's like you said, I love that you guys use it for things like giveaways and things like that. Um, because we're in the same perspective when we're wholesaling it and stuff like it's very, uh, it's, it's a product that's getting very costly out there. Just the, the basic commodity of way. Um, so people love using it, but yeah, companies actually don't make much money on it. So. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have some supplement company friends in town. They, they say the margins aren't that great on it. Mm -hmm. But the reason why we do it is because we do it to fulfill other needs for our company. We're not a supplement company, never want to get into the industry, find one that does a great job and order from them. But then we, this is probably one of our bigger retention tools, because if you're doing a challenge, whether it's a new member challenge or current member challenge, 
They like to see physical value, physical things you can hand them. You can say, I'm going to give you nutrition guidelines. That's kind of abstract. It's not an actual item. You can say, I'll give you accountability. Yeah, you know, that might be a text message. But if you can package together some items that we're going to do a big holiday sale with it that take up space and look valuable right away, uh, it's a great retention tool. So we make money on them. But the biggest thing we do is we, we increase the value of our memberships using products like the BPN whey protein. So a lot of credit to you guys. I really appreciate what you've done with the company and made it easy for us to be able to do that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. And we love working with you guys and, you know, want to continue, you know, this relationship and hopefully we eventually make it up that way. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. uh, The person I interviewed this morning before you also from Austin, Texas, my buddy, Jeremy, I went to college with uh, does real estate management down there. So he was giving gym owners tips on finding facilities and all that for Cushman Wakefield. And um, he's like, you want to come down sometime? Like, well, I got to have more reason to go to that area than just visit a college buddy. So maybe we'll make it down sometime. You'll have to come and uh, get some workouts in here for sure. I better start working out, get ready. I've seen the videos. I got to get back. Remember, I'm an old man now. Um, So where can the listeners learn more about you and your company? Yeah. So, I mean, if you follow us on BPN Subs or Bear Performance Nutrition on Instagram, or our big YouTube channel would be Nick Bear on YouTube. Um, So it's pretty easy to find us on social media, whether it's Instagram or YouTube. Um, That's where we're mainly at. And then we're also at bpnsups.com. That's our website. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. And like I said, big on social. So if you guys are looking for motivation on YouTube or Instagram, that's where you can find us. Preston, thank you so much for your time today. I know it's a huge, busy company and to make time, time for the Level Up the Gym podcast and for one of your customers. I, I, it doesn't go unnoticed. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on today. And I want to thank all the listeners of the Level Up Your Gym podcast for coming on today. Hopefully you picked up a lot of tips from Preston. And if you enjoyed the show, you can visit their BPN subs, look them up on YouTube. Highly recommend the, the Nick Bear channel. Preston stopped doing his, but I highly recommend. Yeah, maybe maybe Nick, it'll come back one day. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the Nick Bear YouTube channel. And uh, take some time to review and like the podcast and we'll keep it going for you.